Today's podcast contains adult themes, strong language, and vague references to marketing. All the things we love. Enjoy. Are we apologizing then? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I just want to apologize to everyone. <laughs> I don't want to be part of that. Let's go, champ. Like every three seconds. Yeah, you're the champ. Let's go, champ. Mate, come on. Like you are boring now. <laughs> Welcome back to the most ridiculous marketing podcast with your host, James Hacking. That is me, founder of Socially Powerful, global social marketing agency with my fellow hosts, Ross, <laughs> all the ladies, <laughs> and Daniel, William, Sergeant Major Humphreys. What, what? Um, hello, hello, hello. Guys, it's been a while. It has been a while since we sat here doing this, but we were here, we were sat here in these very seats last week, ready to get this podcast out and running. But unfortunately, Z, who's sat next to me. Yeah, what happened, Z? Tell us. Oh, he's muted. He's muted, but... <laughs> I like how he's dressed today. <laughs> he's um, he's re- he looks like he's ready to go to uh, Sutton Swingers Club. Sutton's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a fond member of that place. Well, but anyway, how, l- last week we were, we were about ten minutes in, and Z suddenly goes, "Oh!" And then what happens, Z? What happened? Something about a crackling sound. Something? We all got we all got very frustrated, and we almost wrapped these uh, mics around your head, didn't we? <laughs> so hopefully this week we managed to get his podcast out. Because it has been a while since we managed to do one. And I want to get back in the uh, the train of getting one of these out every week, guys. I, I miss it. Do you? Are we apologising then? Is that what we're doing? To Z? To everyone. Oh. No, to, our, to, our, <laughs> no, to, our fellow, to the to sports fans. fellow loyal I think, listeners. I think On behalf Z, of Z. Z should <laughs> apologise to everyone. He should, he should actually get on the mic now and say, I'm sorry. Come on, Z. Step up to the plate. <laughs> Here he comes. Say you're sorry to everyone. Yeah, I just want to apologise to everyone. <laughs> It's been a tough time. <laughs> Won't happen again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lee. So guys, w- w- where have you been? What's been going on? Why haven't we, why haven't we been here? Well, I was away here? quite a lot, wasn't I? So I was in Germany and uh, Greece and then back to Germany. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been here. Absence, yeah. I've been here like a lost puppy waiting. You've been away again. Where have you been, James? Uh, <laughs> I've been there. Uh, anywhere oh, else? Okay. I, mean, I can't remember. Working hard then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been... Uh, I was in, on a, doing a, uh, a solid business trip out there for a few days. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you so what's, what's on the topics today, guys? What are we going to talk about? What's what's on the horizon to discuss of the world of marketing this week? I think we should discuss the KSI versus Logan Paul press conference next week. Oh, you can't sound any more excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, Ross? Yeah, so this is a topic that we probably should be informative. We probably should have spoken about a few weeks ago because it has been it's been out for a long time now. Yeah, we're late, but we're jumping on the bang bang anyway because we need to talk about it because KSI Logan Paul they had a first press conference a few weeks ago in the US it was highly embarrassing yeah um, and Eddie Hearn has jumped on the bang, bandwagon to get those dollar dollar bills yo bangwagon bangwagon that sounds like Z's on that too Z's fond of the bangwagon that was his yeah. first car <laughs> <laughs> the bang wagon. I like it. Although he probably needs a booster seat. Oh, oh, oh my days. Is gonna, <laughs> this is what happens. How Larry is going to cut us short again. This is what happens when uh, when the podcast doesn't work. He's just going to turn it off in a minute. He's, he's not going to allow it. Um, but anyway, going back to the bang wagon. Uh, yeah, so KSI Logan Paul, first fight, 1.3 million pay per view sales, I think it was. Uh, they're doing number two. And uh, it's in LA in a few weeks, isn't it? Is mm-hmm. it in November? Yeah, Staples Centre. Yeah, selling that bad boy out. Um, but anyway, they're doing a press conference in the UK uh, next week, which I feel like we should go along to because- oh, I'm 100% going. Yeah, the, the last one was pretty 
pretty leery if you ask me. It was York, York Hall, mm-hmm. um, the mecca of boxing in East London, mm-hmm. Bethnal Green. And what happened was essentially that place got mobbed by hundreds and hundreds of school kid chavvy lads. Brilliant. Um, waiting for Logan Paul, Jake Paul and Jake Paul and Logan Paul's dad to come out. Just, just to throw Saksumas at them. Mate, there was kids on top of buildings, like yeah. throwing bottles and uh, fruit and everything. Their car got bombed by stuff. It was hilarious. Well, not hilarious. Really, really bad. <laughs> but anyway, they couldn't get in the car for some reasons. They had to, they had to run out of the, your call. Not then, hilarious. And really, then really uh, and, uh, Logan Paul's dad, um, what's his name? Mr. Greg Paul. Paul, Greg Paul, <laughs> Greg name. Paul got hit in the face by a shabby lad. Um, what, like punched? Yeah, full on punch, man. <laughs> oh, on, no, I thought you meant by a piece so of fruit. Out of no, he got, he got whacked in the face. At the time, there was a lot of stuff going around about him being a bit of a predator on social media. Oh, like right. there was a, there's a video that went out about him uh, with his parts out. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that went live. <laughs> he's capitalizing on his children's success. Yeah. Then, is he? Yeah. You know, he's getting In- back to his youth. <laughs> <laughs> 18 God. again. Yeah. So those guys are coming to the Sounds UK next weird. week. What do we, what do we think about the fight? What do we think about the press comments? What do we think about Eddie Hearn? Well, I'm involved? actually, I'm actually well up for uh, watching the fight. So I didn't see the really? first one. Dan live. wants to watch a fight. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> didn't, didn't see the first one live, but then, watched it on YouTube. I thought it was really good marketing stunt. Just a bit of self-promotion for both of them. I actually ended up watching a few of KSI's and, and Logan Paul's like standard channel episodes as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, found myself getting wrapped up in it, which yeah. I never would have done before yes. if it wasn't for the fight. Now that it's like coming around again, really interested to see who wins because the first one was a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Logan Paul's going to take it. Just going to put my bets down now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the footwork. He's got like the actual real boxing technique yeah. and ability. Whereas I think KSI is just a bit of a swing and, swing and hope sort Swinger, of Swinger like Z. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I but, quite last, liked about the first one, the first time around is the, the build up, the hype, the fight talk. Mm. The fight wasn't great. Well, the but, whole of professional boxing wants to get involved now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fight wasn't great the last time around. And I think partly that was due to the head guards and stuff like that. So now that they've dropped the head guards, that's, that's they've got point, 10 yeah. ounce gloves. It's actually a pro fight. If they haven't got a chin, they're going to drop and that's going to make everyone go crazy. So Yeah, the, the, the trash talk though from the first press, press conference was pathetic. Yeah. Mum like, jokes or something, wasn't it? And was saying you got a little dick. <laughs> Stinky breath, a little dick and your mum. Yeah. That was like... That was it. Yeah, that was uh, that was highly disappointing. But um, yeah, you could see Eddie Hearn cringing in the distance. Yeah, like usually when you have these like fights, there's a bit of trash talk, but also rubbing his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cringing dollar signs, yeah, in his eyeballs. But usually, like like professional boxers, when there's trash talk, is actually quite interesting to watch because. They've got genuine things to say about someone. Whereas yeah, it's, it's about like, their fight record. You got a small dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, actually, you got knocked out by this guy and I knocked him out. That's what happened with the trainers in some way, though. Talking about how they weren't relevant, but then discussing how they were. Oh, at Shannon, their stage Shannon Briggs and stuff saying like something that. to Vidal Riley. Yeah. And Vidal Riley saying to him, You've not been relevant for five years, mate, yeah. or something. So that was better than what the actual boxers were saying to Let's each go, other. champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fed up with that. Talking man. about brothers and stuff and how they don't like each other and all that nonsense. 
just like, so, like Shannon Briggs. He's well, like standard, he's the most annoying like person. Twitter man. beef, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but in the flesh, any dirt you can have on them. <laughs> and then you've just, just got Shannon Briggs going on the on the back of Logan Paul. Anything he says, he's like, "Let's go, champ!" Like, every three <laughs> seconds, yeah, you're the champ. Let's go, champ. It's like, mate, come on, like, you are boring now. But Shannon, Shannon the cannon. Shannon, <laughs> Shannon the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm excited to go. Uh, well, I wish I was going to the fight in LA, but I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. I'd just like to go and check it out, see what it's like, because I guarantee mm -hmm. the crowd is going to be a lot different to a, a usual boxing crowd, even though there is going to be <laughs> Billy Joe Saunders defending his world title on the undercard. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think you made a good point the other day, Ross. It's like with the, you know, the actual boxers on the undercard, mm -hmm. then like when those fights are on, the audience is not going to really give a shit. They're not mm -hmm. going to know that much about boxing, yeah. and, but they're, they're just there for the Logan Paul versus KSI mm -hmm. fight. Yeah. So it'll be, a, it'll be an odd uh, live event to be, you know, actually be there. Mm -hmm. Dan, I'm linking something in here. Odd live events, the Doha Athletics World Championships. Now that... Oh is a very, very odd <laughs> event that's been going on this week. It is indeed. Fair play though. Dina Asher-Smith last night won the 200 metres gold. Yeah, big That's up. class. Yeah, well done. Well done to her. And she got silver in the 100 metres as well. Mm -hmm. So she's smashing it. But and she's stolen your heart, James. Well, I'm, in, I'm engaged, Dan, so <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's leave that one off. <laughs> <I'm> moving on. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Doha World Championships. Have you guys watched any of it on TV? Um, to be honest, I'll be, I'll put it out there. I didn't even know it was going on. Um, I'm oblivious to it. That's as much to quite a lot of things in life, but <laughs> this Great game, these, there, these, yeah, <laughs> these games in particular, like I, I didn't know they were going on until I saw the news last night that she'd won. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty poor, isn't it? To be fair. But well, it's yeah, in Doha. Championship. Yeah. Why are you doing it in Doha? Well, for the same reason Eddie Hearn's doing the boxing, mate. Because <laughs> it's funny. If, if the World Championship was in Europe or the US or something like that, an actual relevant country, I would say, there would be hype building up to the race. We would all be like, like watching all her training mm -hmm. and like seeing like the build up to it. And then like, it would be absolutely capitalized on, you know, when she wins. But now it's just like the odd article in there. And it's because I just feel like Qatar and, and that region, they just, it's a marketing stunt putting those sports yeah. events on. It's for their like tourism. Yeah. Um, they don't have any real heritage there. And yeah, I know everyone's got to start somewhere or every country's got to start somewhere, but it seems like they've just bought their way into it rather than, you know, actually mm -hmm. doing it fairly. So the, the last World Championships was in London. There was a stat I read yesterday, I think it was, comparing the tickets sold for London compared to tickets sold for the Qatar mm -hmm. uh, World Championships. So for London, like, you know, it's going to be a sellout. So out of the tickets available, 750,000 were sold. That's probably 750,000 or more were available. <laughs> but for the Doha World Championships, guess how many tickets have been sold throughout the... What, as a percentage-wise? I reckon it's low. Oh, as a number. I would, I would a number. 15,000. You're pretty close, mate. 11,000 tickets. Oh, <laughs> wow. 11,000 tickets have been sold. So when Shelly Ann Fraser Price, right, so she won the women's 100 metres, I think it was Saturday or Sunday night, I think it was. So it's usually, that's the, you know, that's the prime event for that day. Yeah. She was doing her like lap of honour and she was going around like the, the bend and was there 12 was people clapping. nobody <laughs> in the crowd. You could actually hear the BBC commentators when um, Dina Rasha Smith was coming around the bend, they were actually giving her a cheer and you could hear them like actually clapping oh, on the, that's, that's awful. the TV. Oh dear. And so, that, that actually steals it from the actual athletes themselves. Like yeah. they've worked their whole lives to get to where they are, mm. become world champions. Mm -hmm. And then when they finally win, 
there's no one to celebrate it with. Yeah, like imagine That's if she'd shocking. won it. Like Dina Asher Smith had won it two years ago in London. Imagine what that had been like for her. Whereas exactly. now she's won it in Doha in front of 10 people. Like And her family. <laughs> yeah, her family. Yeah, it's just That's like it. the hype of winning that. You must be on such a but buzz. It's not just, and then like going all the way down, like, oh, there's no one here to see it. It's not just the world championships, is it? In the af- uh, athletics, it's we got FIFA World Cup 20, uh, 2022. Yeah. So that, mm-hmm. that's that's another big thing. So people have seen this and have been like, is that what it's going to be like for the FIFA World Cup? Because people haven't travelled. Obviously, it's not as a prestigious event as the football FIFA World Cup, because mm-hmm. that's like a genuine global event. Whereas this is not as big, but you'd still expect people to travel to go and see it. But I don't know, the crowd, I feel like they're going to struggle to fill those stadiums up, man. I mean, I would like to go to one in my lifetime, but I can't say that in 2022, I would go to the door. Also, I'd probably wait until the next one if I'm Yeah, I've got, I've got no interest not, in going to it. It's not a brilliant like place for it in terms of it'd be too hot. For the athletes, mm. it'll be too hot for the spectators. You can't drink as well. <laughs> like you can't go for you can't have like a beer while watching the footy. Mate, I'll tell you what, I, I've been Even I've been to pub. I've been to Doha twice. And not to like slag this place off, but I am gonna slag this place off. <laughs> <laughs> there is genuinely, I've not been there for two or three years, but when we went, it was for business and you, you, you couldn't really go out for like a meal. There was a, a mall, there was hotels, there was genuinely nothing else. Was there not restaurants and establishments inside those sort in, of places? In the, in the hotel, hotel, hotels, obviously going to be class. Yeah. Mall, amazing. But other than that, you can walk around the Doha city centre in like five minutes, mate. How are they going to get people around? Because there, is, there isn't there is infrastructure. There's no like underground tube. There's not, there's probably won't be enough taxis, no buses. Yeah. It's going to be a bit of a mess to get around. And obviously if you're traveling from one city to another city, I don't think those, those, those sort of connections to get from one place to another. Yeah. So it could, it could end up being an absolute disaster, but you know, they've been paid a lot of money to, well, they've paid a lot of money to have it there. Um, Spon- sponsors of the, of the actual event won't want to do it because it will be the worst world cup in, in decades yeah and they'll go oh, well, i don't want to be part of that oh, yeah you, you never know do you? it's going to be a tough sell for me personally i've been to a few football tournaments and that one i just have no interest in going to it's just like when we I'll, I'll tell you another good story actually about about guitar um in, in response to your drinking point dan so when we did um years ago when i had another company we did the doha uh what was it uh handball world cup and um when people wanted to drink, there was a fan zone that was off the coast of Qatar. So you'd be taken from Qatar. Is this like a man-made It's a man-made island, island effectively, <laughs> where you could go, enjoy the fan zone, drink, and then come back onto the island. So there, there might be a few islands dotted around the, the coast of um, Do you know, that actually Qatar. sounds like quite good fun. You could do like, you could get a little like rubber dinghy. And uh, do a little, do a little tour. You know little, the hardcore island uh, crawl. You know the hardcore British uh, England fans would be well up. Mate, for that. I, they wouldn't leave the island. Can you imagine like the hardcore like Chelsea hooligans in Qatar <laughs> that were throwing for the, for chairs the and whatnot the last time round? Mate, it's. I would just like to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would like to watch. Wall, maybe yeah. people will go just for that island. And they might not fill the stadium. And that's the reason for the 11,000 tickets being sold. Yeah, oh man. It's, yeah, maybe, maybe they're not making it to the stadium. They're just stuck on this island. This <laughs> but, football pitch sized island. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's, it's something to definitely keep an eye on. See how they actually pull this off. Because if it, if it doesn't come off, it's going to be an absolute disaster. And I think it will ruin their um, chances of ever having any major tournaments there again. That's what a lot of people are saying from this Athletics World Champs. They've already ruined a lot of their... Um, 
chances and it's a reason why you shouldn't go to these countries where they have no infrastructure they've got no history of the actual sports yet let them build those foundations rather than just taking a load of cash from them and letting them do what they want I think that makes sense. So Ross, what have you got to talk about? What's your topic that you bring to the table this week? I was trying to find a way to link that, James. So thank oh, you sorry. for doing that for me. Oh. But no worries. We'll just a uh, quick little remix and just start again. Um, the Apprentice is back. So with the cold weather and the dark nights comes Lord Alan Sugar's favourite programme um, and his interview process. I heard really. he hates the, it. The toughest interview process, he calls it. And yeah, this week they've changed it up. Well, the first was series. Always, was it always this time of year? I always thought it was like after New Year. No, I'm pretty sure it's this this really? time of year, every oh, year. So it's, it's like strictly dancing on ice. They yeah. all come around the same time. Love Island, all of that jazz. Make her eyes bleed. Mm-hmm, definitely. So this year, they've obviously got a lot more budget, as Dan mentioned earlier. They've decided to go to South Africa. And this time around, it's obviously the Girls versus Boys Week. And they are, they were, last night, they were um, selling safari tour guides. And one went for the high end and one went for the low end. The girls ended up winning, but what's it's a, quite what's a, interesting. What's a low end safari tour <laughs> oh, guide? Yeah, mate. <laughs> like, watch hey, it. Come get eaten by a lion. Watch it. They done a low end safari, <laughs> they done a low end safari guide and they promised the, the, um, the top five, which is the top five animals in the safari or whatever it might be. You're on to swinging bus big, and you've got and like how a you big guarantee, five, yeah. yeah, well, the big five, that's it. Sorry, my bad. And how can you guarantee that they're animals? There's like 10 hectares of land that they were driving through. They messed up quite a bit, the lads, unfortunately. So who won this week with the girls win? The girls won by the skin of their teeth. 44 so, pounds was the difference. So, and um, the tour guide had stopped just to show them where they could get off and give them some slight safety tips on what to do if you see an animal coming towards you. The guy was like, just toss it away. out. Just stand there and hold your ground and stare at it and just say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm, well, that, that I'm not, on, I'm not moving. That's the advice that he basically gave him without the So if a, if a pack of lions are running at you, you're just going to stand up <laughs> yeah, and stand Yeah, stand your ground. That's what right. he said. Do you uh, see, just did kill you, me. Did you <laughs> the um, uh, jackass <laughs> that sketch that they did when they went on safari and it was Steve one of the other guys they dressed up as a zebra oh yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. went running around <laughs> and they, they ended up having to, to climb up a tree because they it. were going to get eaten by a fucking <laughs> pack of lionesses <laughs> <laughs> you're running barcode guys. If, did you guys see the the guy on it last year who got called out in his interview process at the very end no, no, tell us, James. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told you this today before, but anyway. Um, so I saw this last night. So there was a guy on it last year. and obviously made it through the whole process week by week. He got through. He made it to the interview. So the final stage, I've not watched in, uh, The Apprentice for a long time. The final stage is usually you have three interviews with Sir Alan Sugar's trusted advisors. Mm-hmm. So usually people go in and they get called out on a lot of different stuff and they get challenged quite a lot. And this guy got called out absolutely tremendously. So I think he had an Amazon store um, and he'd obviously uh, been selling, I don't know, product on there for the last few years or whatever. And there was a biography by his products saying what they are, how many he sold over the last few just years. Sorry, just for you, does that qualify you to get onto The Apprentice nowadays, having an Amazon store? <laughs> like, I think my Maybe. nan has an Amazon I, store. I don't know how these guys get on it, if I'm honest. Like, why would you go on it when you see the grilling that they get? I and why cream, would you go on it with a lie? The cream of the crop all got used up in like the first five seasons. Yeah. We're on like season 25 now. So it's like, <laughs> it's just the people who want their 15 minutes of fame. Anyway, sorry, Jim. Anyway, so um, the interviewer, I can't remember the guy's name, asked the guy, Apprentice guy, 
guy, so how many products did you sell last year? And he goes, oh, I think I sold about 47,000. So the guy goes, so why on your Amazon store does it say you sent, uh, sold millions worldwide? Did you write this? And the guy went, oh, um, I, I, don't, I didn't write that. To, I'm going to have to, revi- I'm gonna have then, to review that. <laughs> he goes, who wrote it? He went, oh, I'll, I'll have to review that and, and come back to you. Well, I want you to review it right now. The guy goes, he went, did you write that? He went, maybe. <laughs> 90% chance I wrote that? Would you yeah, say there's a 100% chance that you wrote that? Went, okay, I wrote that. He just went through this whole process of him like trying to wheedle out of it and then ended up actually admitting that he wrote that shit on, on Amazon. But yeah, it just shows do not lie on your CVs because you'll get called on The Apprentice, guys, yeah. if you ever go on it. He should have just taken the aspirational route, though. That's what I'm looking to say. How would you respond to that? (laughs) I don't know what I would say to that. The complaint would just be like false advertising. I'd just be like, look, I lied to sell more. (laughs) You've got to come (laughs) with those guys. You guys, they've done their homework. Like, they know. I just tell them straight, look, I lied. I wanted to sell millions. I sold (laughs) 47,000. I was trying to bridge the gap. (laughs) (laughs) So you're off by 950,000. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know if we've got anything else to add. Any more? points to discuss or are we done? <laughs> I've got a question um, actually on that. If I've you, got one point. Go on. Oh, well there's, a point, there's a point in the question. <laughs> Dan, well, my, your my, point. My, Ross, my point question. is well done Z for getting us through a whole podcast without fucking up we're the not, sound. We're not finished yet. <laughs> yeah, we're not done. We're not finished let's yet. Not but let's not call it too soon. <laughs> yeah. Go on Ross, what's your question? Apart from obviously this wonderful agency that you've brought up, if you was to go on, if nose. you was to, if you was to go, oh, here we go. Round nose banter again. <laughs> if you was to go on The Apprentice with an idea in the back Ooh, of your mind, what would it be around? Don't say the exact idea because you don't want to give it away. <laughs> what would it be around? <laughs> what business would you propose to Alan Sugar? What would you try and propose to Sir Alan? Oh, Lord such a Alan stupid Sugar. idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say yeah. it. It's ridiculous. I don't even know why it's come to, coming to my mind. Go on, say it. Just like professional teabagging. <laughs> professional teabagging. Brilliant. What, like a tutorial class? Yeah, so I have like Z in his swingers, swingers club. <laughs> where he, can, he can go along and he can be with a professional teabagger. So if anyone is up for teabagging, I can send Z down for like £20 an hour. If we're talking about Z-related um, businesses, I would start a massage parlour in Z's name. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> one, one way you don't need a debit card. <laughs> it's called Z's Remedies. Anyway, I, 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 think, we're, I think we're done for today. I think that's enough, uh, <laughs> enough, enough chats. We're going to go get ourselves in trouble. But thank you. Thank you for joining me, guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week for another episode of the most ridiculous marketing podcast. See you later, see you guys. Bye bye.